What is the amount of times that you should follow up with a homeowner? The number of times is infinity. It's really important to be consistent, to actually do the follow-up and to not be fearful of what the customer is going to say. Just executing the follow-up is probably the most thing, the most persuasive thing that you can do for your potential success in using the follow-up techniques. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown and this is the Hook Better Leads podcast. And today I have John Delorier on. How you doing, John? Doing well, Tim. Delorier Roofing. Well, uh, which city are you guys out of? We're in Athens, Georgia, which is about an hour from Atlanta, and Savannah, Georgia, which is about four hours from Atlanta. Awesome. And we're talking about follow-up today, how to have more effective follow-up. The fortune is in the follow-up, right? So we're going to talk about techniques. We're going to talk about automation. We're going to talk about humor. We're going to talk about persuasion. We're going to talk about how many times you should be doing it. But first, could you give me one or two minutes just on your background and what you've been doing both with the roofing company and with ProLine, your automation tool for automating follow-up. Sure. So real quick, I've been in the roofing industry for a little over 10 years. Uh, worked for, like many other people, worked for other roofing companies before I started Delaria Roofing. This is our eighth year in business at Delaria Roofing. So really more like 12 years in the roofing industry. Um, and I have a little bit of an insurance background. Uh, so I did the multi-line kind of deal, auto home life. So I understand that side of the market as well. Um, really love doing what I do. I love helping customers have a good choice to replace the roof. I love residential. Um, I also love just to, you know, set ourselves apart in, in both of our markets. Absolutely. And in your experience, what is the amount of times that you should follow up with a homeowner on a, um, a estimate? The number of times is infinity. Okay. okay. Until, they until, tell you until they tell you to pound sand, you follow up until they say, you know, essentially go away. Um, and that's really hard for people to do. Um, but over and over again, we see a year later, a year and a half later, they're, they're thanking us for following up. So don't lose heart. It really does work. Whether you're using a fancy automation tool or you're doing it manually, follow-ups really do work. You're saying fancy, but your guys' tool is like on the a very affordable side for small businesses from what I understand. Sure. So more, I would say more just instead of using a technology, like that's really yeah. what it is. So it is, it is definitely an affordable side in the industry. You can look at a lot of other softwares out there that do automated follow-ups or just automations in general. And we definitely are on the mid to low end of what those tools are. And what I like about it too, is you guys have a CRM, um, very simple CRM. I think, Hey, I'll be real. I use HubSpot, but when I say I use HubSpot, I'm kind of, uh, oh, I'm overstating that because I don't do a lot. So like to me, the simpler, the better on CRM sometimes. Obviously, it's a little different than things like Aculinx or Job Nimbus as far as like the quantity of functions available in the in the CRM. Is that correct? It's much simpler. It's definitely, it's intentionally simple uh, to use, but still very powerful. 
Um, so I used Job Nimbus for almost five years, but like like what you're saying about HubSpot, I was only using about five percent of its power, and I thought going throughout all these other contractors throughout the country, they're doing the same thing. So why would we create the other ninety five percent that's almost never used? And create something that's what are the most important features that people need on a day-to-day -day basis when they run a roofing business? We really need another roofing CRM, John. It's a great question. <laughs> it's up to you. Do it. You can do a demo to see, but I understand people's um, lack of interest in having another piece of software, some other company trying to sell them something. Um, where I think ProLine really fits in to that picture is that we're a small company. We're always going to stay a small company and we're going to focus on real customer service. So we're going to be providing an actual experience for a roofing contractor. And then the user base, we're going to focus on their, and this doesn't just relate to maybe a sales manager or an owner who likes the idea of what ProLine can do for their company, for their bottom line or whatever there is. This goes, we actually catered this to the actual sales rep. So if you're an owner and you have a bunch of sales reps, the sales reps love it. That's the feedback we get is that they want to keep using it. They want us to switch to ProLine because the sales reps love how it sells jobs for them. Absolutely. Um, I want to throw in my two cents on follow-up here, something I use in follow-up personally, because we're trying to comprehensively talk about follow-up for a second. So I use texting. I use GIFs and memes in my follow-up. That's my my personal brand occasion. And you could work those into these templates, correct? You know, like you know, the, the skeleton yeah, sitting there. See, yeah. Yeah, you should see all my my, like within our company, almost everything I communicate is a GIF or a meme. So it's like yeah. the running joke that that I'm that's what I do. And the you got the skeleton sitting there is just like, are you me waiting for you to sign our estimate, you know, or whatever? You can use gifts and memes in a funny way. Sometimes the waiting memes or like things like that. Um the sky is the limit for gifts and memes, I think, with follow-up. You can work these into your templates. No one's mad if you make them laugh. You know what I mean? Like you can be a little bit silly if the if the intention is positive and you're not like trying to be negative. Then sure. humor yeah, is even great. even subject lines. Subject lines and emails yes. with funny emojis and funny like that's a huge thing that's that will make humor yeah. kind of move the needle in the direction of making a decision. Yeah. And that's a huge thing. We've we've you know, this is not what most people want to hear we've lost jobs of people laughing because they love our follow-up and there was other reasons why we lost the jobs but in general what the way i see sales is what was happening before is that i'd have a bunch of people in my pipeline that i thought were gonna there's certainly gonna be sales and that number would just keep increasing increasing and i'd never get a yes or a no so what i'm trying to do is increase the chance of getting a yes obviously but yep. anyone who's not a good fit, I want them to say no as fast as possible so we can move on to the next homeowner. We want to communicate in a great way, but using humor, like you're saying, is a great way to actually get the homeowner to respond and to say, yes, I'm ready to go or no.
and your automated system will do a text from your phone number. So it has continuity with the rest of your conversation. Is that correct? It's it's probably the biggest differentiator between what our automations do and what basically every other platform does. And I, so if I you want to build trust. Yeah. I was saying that like I have follow up that I don't want to do cuz I'm uncomfortable cuz I I the, as a human being sometimes I don't I don't want to scare off somebody and I'm like but but that is a uniquely human experience and if you're automating it it doesn't have to feel like that. Um I my guess the question I've got is if I've got a prospect right here right now that I should be following up with John what should I say to them? I'm I'm going to do it live as part of this podcast. I'm going to follow up with them. This is like my 10th follow-up though. Um, so, and we have rapport. So we could be silly. We could be friendly. And if you're, if you guide me to this and it closes, I, I will, uh, I got, well, you know, I already refer send ProLine. Send me, send me a t-shirt. All right, so is it an email or a text message? Text message. Okay, so one of the follow-ups that we do has like a that emoji with the sweating, the smile with the sweat, like nervous. Yeah. And it just says, it's been a while, dot, dot, dot. And then you're going to you're gonna know the context a little bit better, so you're going to have to kind of do the next thing. But the first line of that, it's one that we do like after six months. We'll say, yep. and if you actually know the time – Hey, it's, it's been almost three months. Yeah. And then kind of go to the next line, which would be something like, I don't want to be a pest, but, and then yeah. just kind of move forward from there from whatever the last three messages were. Um, I, it's a sweat guy. It's been a while. I know you chatted on Tuesday with your current marketing company. Yep. Um, are you oh god see this is why it's so scary because i no this is perfect just this, this work through it right now let's go let's go for ask, it right now i want to ask how it because i know he was going to chat with them and then i'm asking essentially like would you be interested in moving forward like can you ask that directly what? or how, how do you normally yeah do yeah it? what's the what are you, what are you trying to what's the result you're trying to get him You're trying to get signing to... a proposal that's out to him right now. Amazing client. Like this would be an ideal customer for me. And I like, sure. like sure. amazing person, amazing company. I would say the first things you just said and just say, yeah. are you ready to move forward? I wouldn't make it short. That's just what yeah. we've seen to be true. Just say, are you ready to move forward? Sent. There you go. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. So we've got humor. We've, I love the sweating emoji. It's been a while. I love that. I love that playfulness that you're talking about. And by the way, if you're interested in getting John's templates, uh, we are going to leave those in the comments below as a package where you can get some of the best follow-up templates. And those follow-up templates you could use on your own. You can copy and paste or you could work with ProLine to create automations around these so you don't have to have your heart thumping as loud as mine just was as I was uh, following up with this person. Um, 
what is the most okay i feel like relatability humor just um being playful is useful is there any other elements of persuasion that you think about when you think about following up like let's see let's think about somebody else who's doing this now using this to get off the pot and start following up uh today what what elements of persuasion could they they use so there are a lot of forms but i think it's this sounds super cliche but being authentic to what how you speak if you don't say hi you say hello if you say hey i mean you want to be professional but you also want to be consistent with whether it's an automation or exactly how you speak with someone make sure it's your vernacular what you the way you speak in whichever part of the country you're in it's really really important because people are going to know this is not who you are in general if you would say this to whoever you're talking to that's how that's the first thing i would do from a persuasion factor be authentic in that second thing is just the fact that you're consistently doing the follow-up is persuasive in itself it's it's one thing we talked about before we hit record, but we found that you can have all kinds of techniques. You can feel free to download all our our templates, copy them, paste them, use them in your whatever product you use, use them manually, however you want to use them, do it. But we found that it's really important to be consistent, to actually do the follow-up and to not be fearful of what the customer is going to say. There's just not a lot of people and and even the worst customers and I've had a lot of really bad customers in my career. They still almost never ever. We're not even talking about 1 out of a 1000. No no one has just comes back and just cusses you out because you followed up with them. They're just going to tell you, you know, some sort of courteous response. So just executing the follow-up is probably the most thing, the most persuasive thing that you can do for your potential success in using the follow-up techniques. Did your company want to build your brand and get more jobs in the neighborhoods you're currently working in? The Brick by Brick playbook allows you to establish your brand, your reputation, and gain trust in any neighborhood in your service area with a series of four postcards sent once a week to the neighbors of your current jobs. If you want to get more work in the neighborhoods you're currently working in, get with the team at Dope Marketing and get your brick by brick playbook set up today. Do it. That's persuasive. Do it. Um, That's right. Okay, I've got a, a principle that I thought was really good that somebody shared with me. Um, it's actually a client of ours, Built Right Roofing and Construction, Jake Hofer. He said, answer three questions they may, may still have. He said, here are three questions. The format was, here are three questions you may still have. Q&A, Q&A, Q&A. I hope this helps you make your decision. I'm happy to help out in any way. And so you could ask, like, based on the previous discussions that you've had with them, you could answer those three questions. But he's saying position it almost like they're common questions, because they probably are, right? Common questions that homeowners generally have. And then you're answering it. And basically... I've always found this tip that I think a lot of sales teachers share, which is like education makes it easier for people to move forward. The more we yes. educate our customer, because we know it, we, you know, like if you're a roofer and you've been roofer yep. for a while, 
you know it all, but they may not know enough to make an educated decision. So sometimes we're anxious and frustrated with a prospect who just doesn't have all the information. So I like that kind of three answer, three questions that prospect probably has is a good um, thing. Yep. Another one um, we got from John DeRosa is saying, position yourself as equal to the prospect and um, just not sounding desperate. Um, and like stuff like just more casual, like I've at, like, I've left you a couple messages and I want to know what we do from here. Somebody else said you could position it like I have a couple questions for you. Yes. Like, so it kind of flips the script. You know what I mean? Like here are a couple like to make sure you know, I have a few more questions. I'll, I want to ask you to make sure this is everything you're looking for. And then ask for like a 15 minute call or something like basically you could flip it on them and be like, I've got questions for you. Um, somebody said, what's using just what's keeping you from moving forward is a good um, follow up. If you ask an open ended question like that, then, you know, you're not getting a yes or a no. You're getting this is actually why I can't. I'm just money. You know, it's sort of like yeah, at least we know, you know, what it is right now. It's holding them up. Um, Shane Campbell said, do you, you know, do you have any questions on that proposal? Oh no, he's saying not to do that. Don't do, do you have any questions on the proposal? Because that's a closed ended yep. question that can just say, no, he's saying any, literally any open-ended question is better. I see yes. it's been about this long since we last spoke. I'm always trying to try better. What didn't you like about our proposal? Something like that. Or didn't you like about our estimate? I thought One those thing, were, yeah. Yeah, those are those are very good, and we actually have a lot of that in the templates. Perfect uh, for like the long long term. We have a lot of those techniques. What are we doing, John? For like, how are they getting these templates? Do you have the ability to roll out like a basic landing page to download so you can get their emails? We can. We can do that. Yeah, we can. Okay, I hate that I'm giving you a to do item, but I also like if you're gonna get if you. Fuck, if I had more confidence that I was going to get you at least like 10 emails, then I would feel a lot better, but I don't have that confidence. Don't worry about um, it. Okay, so click the link below and get this free download and uh, you can use these templates. If you truly believe in what you're doing and you want to be the best version of yourself and you want to build a great organization, there's no other place to do that besides the Roofing Academy. Yep. Uh, going back to the education piece, though, we include a lot of short videos to answer those, the, like the they ask you answer questions. Yeah. So we'll do it from the speed to lead, too. So before the proposal even occurs, we, we try to – I know we're talking about sales follow-up after you send a proposal, yeah. but, but really – the automations really help with leading up to the sale, whether it's a 24-hour window or a 48-hour window or, a, or whatever period of time that you have. It should be short. Just as a side note, it should be less than 48 hours between an inquiry to proposal. We have a bunch of these automations that go out that say, hey, watch this 32-second video just for you. And we yeah. don't like necessarily talking about a topic, but – we want them to click the video. It's usually me and it's a really professional video that I did on most common questions that people have when choosing a roofing contractor Yeah. or like what 
what do we do differently? Like educate even before then. So it's a really big deal that you can do after the sales proposal as well. But um, doing it before is even another way that we actually differentiate ourselves in our, our business. Love it. Love it. Yeah, we're really big on that. Like we love the the pre-call video and all that. Um, Martin, uh, Marcus Sheridan talks about that. Yeah, he talks about if you can get them to watch a video before they do the first thing, like how much um, more like that's a serious prospect, too. So it helps qualify. It helps you understand where they're at in the journey. Um, it is crazy. Some people do. I'm not saying like we don't force them to like he suggests, but some people do. And it's kind of crazy when somebody comes in and is like, yeah, I've watched a bunch of your videos. I know I know what this is. And they those ones, if they were already a little ripe, they get riper. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, it's done. I was like, I saw it like because I so I had Cameron, my Athens area owner, do the same videos that I did. Yeah. We actually went to a videographer. We filmed them all out. And they'll get he'll get to the door. He's like, "Oh, hey, Cameron," and like they already know who he is. It's the same yeah. that Marcus Sheridan says. Like, "Oh, hey, Marcus, I know you. I watched all your videos. That's exactly what we did." So if they if they say if the customer says, "I watched all your videos," it's just they know the value proposition that you're you're presenting to them before you even give them a proposal at all. So it's a really really important thing. But most people are not going to automatically send those every time. So that's why the automations are so important to have those automated texts and emails go out before the meeting even occurs. So a lot of these follow-up options that we have as far as automation type stuff don't come from the phone number, that, like don't text them yep. and yep. sometimes come from other places. Um, talk to me a little bit more about ProLine and what you guys are trying to do um, to make this follow-up more human feeling and not from like a, a random number. Sure. So let's say, so in my company, everyone that communicates with a customer has their own unique local phone number. That's like the foundation of ProLine. So we want to establish trust, but we also want to make it simple for the user. So we don't want it to be some complicated app that you have to move around. If you can use a phone, you can use ProLine. It's just right at the bottom of my of my iPhone. I click the app. I'm calling and I'm texting from the same app that I use every day. So when a prospect, if I let's say I get an assigned a homeowner a a project, the automations start coming from my phone. So it's like, hey, I'm John. Watch this fifty sec uh, fifty two second video, and it's me. And then the next automation goes through. So we're trying to do at least three of those before I even get to the door or Cameron even gets to the door. They've already watched at least three videos or they've seen three text messages and emails from Cameron's phone number. So when he calls them driving to their house 30 minutes before an hour before the, the appointment, they already know the phone number. It's already from the same source that they've been getting texts from. It's not a different number that they don't know. They know. Hey, that's Roofer Guy, Roofer Guy Cameron. Whatever they saved in their phone, Roofer Guy John, they've saved it. Oh, hey, John. Because many, many times the homeowner who have never met is like, oh, hey, John. And it's that's that's a win for us. We have helped that customer feel like they can trust us before they even meet us. So then after the sales process goes down, 
we do the presentation, everything goes forward, the automations continue from the same phone number. So you're establishing that trust the whole time. Same with, let's say, office people. So my inside sales rep, Kathleen, same thing with her. She's sending out automations as well and then calling and texting from her phone number. So they're not confused who Kathleen is. Tisha, same thing. For all the accounting side of things, she's calling them, she's texting them, and the automations are going out. Let's say we're working on accounts receivable. Same thing. It's not some random uh, notification they're getting. It's Tisha's asking for you to pay your bill. That's it. You're just continuing that relationship with the homeowner throughout the whole process. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm rooting for you partly because I think you service, you you know, it's a not to say cheap. I don't want to say cheap, but just a, a affordable CRM that you that your folks might actually be able to use. You know, so as you're kind of building this out, um, yeah, I mean, you guys, you believe in small business, right? Like you, you like small businesses. A lot of the small, a lot of small businesses are your customers, people that are coming in. Who are some of the customers? Like you don't have to say names, but the types of people that are getting the most, like who are your best customers? What do they love about this thing? And then where do they go to check it out? Our favorite customers are the ones who know they want to care about their own homeowners. Those are our favorite ones. So it's typically like the startups. We have a lot of brand new startups that are searching for a CRM. And then we have, you know, 5 million plus. So we're typically like that smaller contractor, medium-sized contractor, where we do have people that are doing 10, 20, and 30-something million, actually. But... In general, if you're a one-man show, you've got maybe an office staff, you're maybe a husband and wife, or you've got five sales reps, All that whole gamut we service already, but it's really the people that want to use technology and want to give the best customer experience. That's what they, they care about from the, from the top, from the leadership. They are constantly sending me really rewarding messages, sending AJ really really, really nice messages about how ProLine has just dramatically changed their business from, we've had somebody sell actually nine roofs in a 48 hour period after switching over to ProLine, just because they had a bunch of these open quotes and we sent out automated text messages and emails. They sold nine roofs that they had no idea. That is why we do what we do. We want to change people's lives. And the simplest way to do that is help them communicate better using automations. And you, yours does connect to other CRMs if people want to use this for the follow-up function. Is that correct? So we did start out that way as a tool, but we've shifted since August uh, to be a full CRM platform. And yep. moving forward, that's that's the decision. That's we're, the we're a CRM. Yeah, we are the platform now. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, um, I like it. Um, well, I'm grateful for you guys as an option out here for roofers. Um, certainly, we benefit when our roofers follow up. Um, and we benefit when when deals are more likely to happen and that marketing spend isn't wasted. Hey, you know what? Sometimes when you market hard, you do get sometimes a little bit more tire kickers. So you kind of got to find that balance between following up a lot and making sure that you have good sales process and 
that doesn't make me not want to market. Like I've, I've, you know, real small companies or remodelers or whoever that's really fancy about who they'll take. Sometimes they'll be like, I only, I, I've, I heard a remodeler say something along the lines of like, I will only take the job if it's a referral. It's like, I get what you're saying. I get, I understand the inclination, but you have to work on your sales and follow up too. It's not just like making sure every prospect is absolutely perfect and jumping. And sometimes the best companies take a little bit of fall or I'm thinking companies. Sometimes the best customers take a little bit of follow up, you know, like they appreciate, you know, they, some of the people that you want to work with take a little bit of fault and they want to know that, you know, you want to work with them, you know, they, and that's right. That's part of it too, I bet. It's, it's definitely part of it. It's a huge part of it. Any type of follow-up like that, people are saying thank you. They're 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 appreciative that you are showing that you want to work with them. I'm not I'm not don't remember what it is. Oh, now I do. I want a service. I want a service. It actually is for my car. I want to black out the Kia logo and black out some chrome. Um what do they call it? They call it uh Chrome black or something. I can't remember. So roofers have a term for blacking out chrome. Um, chrome out maybe or something like that. Anyways, so I reached out to a body shop that does like decals and stuff like that. And I actually want to do it. I just have been very busy. You know what I mean? Like, and that's probably the same position that a lot of your homeowners are in. I've been very busy. And if they reached out to me today, or if I just had a little bit of like a more recent line of communication that like a text at the that wasn't way far down in my thing, I'd probably answer it and be like, let's get on the schedule. You know what I mean? Like, so yep. sometimes people, it's not them avoiding you. It's just that like, you're not top of the, you're not top of the messages right now. And you're not the last 10 messages. They have a lot going on. And uh, that's why I think uh, follow-up can be so powerful. Uh, what's the .com again, John? It's useproline.com. Useproline.com. Everyone go there, check it out. Click the link in the the uh, description to get the free follow-up templates. John, I'm surprised I haven't had you on before now, and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I'm sure that some of your time has been freed up by your automatic follow-ups going out as we speak. Love it. Absolutely has. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, see ya.